Science with a Swiss touch. Science with a Swiss touch. Science with a Swiss touch. <laughs> Conversations between Swiss journalists and their international peers at the World Conference of Science Journalists, brought to you by Swissnex San Francisco. Wendy Sukerman, you are the host of Science Versus. Uh, podcast show about evidence-based science uh, with a lot of, of uh, entertainment and a lot of fun. Is that well described? Yeah, I think I think uh, on our best day, that's, that's what we do. And you are reaching about uh, half a million people per episode. That's quite impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I try not to look at the numbers too much, but I think we average maybe just under under half a million. I think we've, we've gone over a million on, on at least one episode. So yeah, we get around. Can you shortly describe your your way to to podcasting? So I have been a science journalist for a, a long time, sort of ever since I, I graduated. And I had done a little bit of radio, but mainly radio interviews. So I wasn't actually creating the thing, but I would get interviewed sort of whenever there was a big scientific discovery and people wanted to know more about it. And then the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which is where I was working at the time, was looking to go into podcasting. This was about three years ago now and they knew that Australian audiences loved science like a lot of audiences out there so they wanted to make a science show and they wanted it to sound different to what we currently had and so Caitlin Sorey who was kind of heading up that unit asked me she knew what I did and that I was excited about science and I'd been a science journalist for a long time and she asked asked me if you, you got any ideas we want to make a, a science podcast and then I thought of, of science verses and so that's that's how it all began. Now you work for Gimlet Media, a private podcast company in New York. How did you experience this change from the Australian Broadcast Corporation to a private podcast company and, and working from, from the States? It's, it's incredibly different. At least I, I think things might have changed in Australia since, but when I was making Science Versus, the resources were so limited. Uh, so it was effectively me making the show and I had about two days to make it officially. So I had another job as well. And then Caitlin Sorry, who's now my senior producer at Gimlet Media, she was helping whenever she could and she had two other podcasts to make. So it was just me. And then Gimlet Media had heard about the show offered me a, a position to come and, and started up there and now I have a team of people I have two reporters I have a senior producer full-time on the show I have an editor full-time helping me out if I need to travel for an episode I'm given the okay in Australia I, I couldn't have I, the concept of, of traveling to get an interview would have just been like who who do you think you are but now that the resources are just unlimited and the talent pool is amazing so Alex Bloomberg who started up Gimlet Media he came from Planet Money and This American Life he's this uh, amazing guru of podcasting and if ever you get stuck or you need advice you can go to Alex and he, he just gives you this amazing advice and there are any number of people like that at Gimlet with just a huge amount of experience on their side yeah it's a big difference. Does this mean also uh, more pressure on your side, uh, more responsibility, that everything has to be perfect? Absolutely. As there, there, is, there is a lot of pressure. I think the beautiful thing about starting Science Versus in Australia when we didn't have a podcast industry was there was absolutely no expectation. It was 
it was one of those beautiful moments. As an adult, you rarely have one of these moments because now you just like, oh, at least I expect so much of myself. But at that time, like we didn't know what podcasting was. We didn't know what this would mean. It was just this little side project. And all of a sudden, it just grew and grew and grew and none of it was expected. And then you come to Gimlet Media and all the expectations are on you. You're working with some of the best podcast makers in the world. You have what seems like unlimited resources, even though it's not. There's no excuse not to be perfect, but you're still never going to be perfect. So yes, there there are huge expectations. And the new thing is also that you have to do advertisements, ads in your podcast. How is this uh, for a journalist like you? Gimlet's really, really good at separating editorial from advertising. So the advertisements are done in my voice, but I don't have anything to do with pitching to advertisers. The biggest role that I have is to say no. So we would never advertise for something that uh, was claiming to be scientific in some way that I knew it wasn't. Um, so we have had people who wanted to advertise who were like migraine companies or vitamin companies and you look on their website and they're promising the world anti-aging, anti-this, anti-that and we have said flat out no, no, no. So we only allow advertisers who are who are promising what they what they deliver. So we have a mattress company that advertises with us. They promise to give you a mattress that that's that's okay you know we can't get unlimited resources without resources so it is a balance and it is different at the ABC it was government funded but but I think it's something that that Gimlet Media balances quite well how important is this uh, aspect of your show fun and, and and entertaining things it's it's really important to the show because we don't want to make the the show feel like homework uh, and and that's what I think a lot of the a lot of science shows, uh, unless you really really love science, do feel a little bit like you're eating your vegetables. And you're like, yeah, this is interesting, but the way that it's delivered, it can be so dry that it just is hard to listen to. We wanted to make science versus something that you wanted to listen to, and then you also got information out of, because people won't stick around to to like for homework to listen to homework. So it's really important. How do you choose your topics? Is it based on on audience uh, knowledge or something like that? Or? The we the, we have like a little test. I guess it's we call it the pub test, which is where if you go to a pub or you're hanging out with friends at a dinner party and you say a topic and everyone piles on and everyone's got an opinion and no one's done any research onto it, that's a good episode for science versus. So a classic example would be fracking. You know, you go to a dinner party and you say, "What do you think of fracking?" everyone's got an opinion no like you know unless you've got an engineer in the room practically no one will have actually done research on this so um e-cigarettes would be another classic you go everyone's got an opinion on it these days abortion everyone's got an opinion on it so these are topics that are good for us it's where everyone has this feeling that they know the answer but they don't know the answer so dinner parties are an essential <laughs> part of your work exactly Exactly. It's a good test because if you say a topic and no one really cares about it, it's probably not a good episode. What do you know about your audience? We don't know much is is kind of the the beauty and the and the bad. Uh, I know marketers and advertisers love to have data and we're in a very, when it comes to advertising, we're in a hugely data-driven world. So you talk to a, a marketer or an advertiser these days and it's all about metrics. It's all about knowing exactly who the audience is so then you can target the advertising as, as, as 
precise as possible and that's all coming from from Facebook effectively I think we can say is the the driver of that form of advertising and Google when it comes to podcasting we really don't have a lot of data on who's listening to the show that's going to be changing soon but I would be very surprised if we would get the precise kind of metrics that Google and Facebook have because you just do so much on those platforms whereas when you're listening to a podcast you just press download and so I think, you know, they could tell you things like who else, you know, if you're a subscriber, what else are you subscribing to? They, they would know things like that. But I guess it all depends what Apple wants to start releasing. So what you can do is surveys, which is what Gimlet does do. The thing with surveys uh, is that you're only ever going to get the dedicated fans who are going to fill those out. I mean, I love quite a lot of podcasts. And if someone said, we've got a survey and we'd love you to answer it, there is no way I'm filling. Uh, who's got time to fill out a survey about a podcast? Only the super fans. So we do have some data. And from what we know, we, we skew a little bit to, to men rather than women. But that could just be the super fans. We were probably, you know, between 16 and 40 is probably the age. But again, that could just be the super fans. So we don't know a lot. But do you know uh, which topics are best-selling topics? Yes, this this we do know. And it tends to be uh, what I think they call in America news you can use. Uh, so it's the, you know... Uh, this vitamins. Se- vitamins, yeah. exactly. Uh, one of our most popular this season was detoxes and cleanses. I was really surprised. I thought that Science Versus listeners would know they were crap and wouldn't bother listening. Uh, but it has been a hugely successful show. Our most successful to date has been our episode on guns, which looked at the science behind uh, what we know about do guns make us safer, do they not? So the big, which is, you know, in Australia and in Switzerland, this these would not be rational, interesting questions. But in America, there is this firm belief that a gun makes you safer. And there is science looking into that. So that's what we did. And it's, it's our most popular episode to date. Science versus is, is under the top ten of the of the iTunes charts. Is is that uh, is that important for you? Of the science shows. Oh, of the science shows. Yes, it is in the top ten of the science shows. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. It is important to me because uh, you know, there's a chart. You want to be number one. That's uh, I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, I try not to think about the numbers. But you aren't number one. No, I know, and yeah. oh boy, do I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the chart is, the the algorithm of the chart is constantly changing and you see things on that chart that are higher than you that you know actually get less downloads because it's partly new subscribers, new shows get like, you know, you get skewed to go up in the rankings so that it like changes so that, you know, Apple Apple knows they've got a business and it's got to be, you've got to be changing. You can't just have this American life at the top every single week. So you try not to be obsessed with it, but like we're all humans. What do you think about other science podcasts? Do you have time to listen? Yeah, I do. I do. And I I learn a lot from them, particularly since podcasting has become my full-time job, which is a very recent thing. I, I, you know, when it comes to Radiolab and Invisibilia, I, I like listen to them for little tricks of the trade because the people who have made those shows have so much more experience than I do. And you can, I can constantly learn from them. A new Australian podcast is Some of All Parts that I, I really, really love because it's, it's, it brings me home with the accent. So uh, yeah, I do have time and I love them. Now you're on the on season three of Science Versus. Season three uh, within Gimlet Media. Yeah. Is there uh, another season or a season four coming afterwards? Yeah, yes, there definitely will be. There, there, there has to be a cutoff at some point. And um, I do have a, a, a deal with one of my friends that when the topics get too stupid, he's just going to call me 
and then the show ends. Because you, you, you think you can't have an infinite number. The, the show is about fads and things in the zeitgeist and you, it can't go on forever. But then again, new fads keep coming up. We're doing an episode about uh, chiropractors and I was talking to a parent the other day who really believed in taking her child to the chiropractor and then she said, oh, but now there's this new thing and talked about the new whatever. I'd never heard of it before, but now it was a new thing that parents had to take their kids to. And I thought, oh, this show may just go on forever. So you you get nervous when you, uh, your friend is calling you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this the moment I have to quit my job? I hope not. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Science with the Swiss Touch.